everybody. <laughs> Good afternoon. Um, I'm San Francisco Mayor London Breed, and I want to thank all of you for joining us here today. Um, I want to really appreciate the fact that we are here today um, to come together in the Bay Area. Uh, similar to how we came together during COVID, we knew that San Francisco alone could not develop a comprehensive response and be successful without working with the surrounding Bay Area counties to address a global pandemic that impacted our city, our state, our country, and the entire world so significantly. And I am so proud of our public health response and what we were able to do to lead the way in San Francisco. In fact, we're one of the most dense cities in the country, and we saw one of the lowest death rates for COVID anywhere, and we should be proud of that. <laughs> Sunday was the 50th anniversary of Roe versus Wade. And why are we here? Why do we have the district attorney, Diana Becton, here, and a state senator from another county, Aisha Wahab, and our district attorney, Brooke Jenkins, and other representatives from our local to our state to our um, many of our officials from all over the Bay Area region. Why are we here today? We are here because we understand, although we just celebrated the 50th anniversary of Roe v. Wade last year, the rights of women to choose how they take care of their health by not granting the access to an abortion in places all over the United States is absolutely a direct threat against women's health, period. So we're here because Kimberly Ellis, who is the director of the Commission on the Status of Women came to, to me and to other women throughout the Bay Area to talk about how are we going to respond. You know, as places like Texas deny women the right to get an abortion and to take care of their health and to make decisions about their bodies, what happens when those women need help? Well, they come to places like California. What is going to be our response not just in San Francisco, but what's going to be our response in California? Well, last year, women came together, and Proposition 1 was passed, solidifying in our Constitution, solidifying in our Constitution that in California as a whole, we will not take away a women's right to choose. And what does that mean for various counties and the work that needs to be done. It can't just be the work of major cities like San Francisco and Los Angeles. It has to be our collective responsibilities to deal with the challenges for any woman that comes to us and expresses a need for support. And that's where organizations like Planned Parenthood come into play. And we're so grateful that Gilda Gonzalez is joining us here today as well because of their work, their fight, their advocacy. And I remember, Gilda, a time when people were like, a couple of years back, why are we still fighting so hard to protect Roe v. Wade? It's done. It's a done deal. Well, we 
see as of last year, it's not a done deal. And we have to fight every single day to protect it. And so we are so grateful for partners like Planned Parenthood who continue to fight all over our country. So today, today I'm proud to announce that this Bay Area response, this Bay Area collective and what we're going to do to make sure we're all working together to provide solutions, to make sure that our statewide organization is supported so that they can provide a comprehensive solution to addressing this challenge. This is why we're here today. This is why this is important. And I, again, in introducing Kimberly Ellis, want to thank her for her work and her leadership on this issue because she recognized that under the Commission on the Status of Women, working with the San Francisco Department of Public Health, we can't just do it alone. We need Bay Area partners. We need to come together. And so she helped to lead the way in developing this partnership so that we can work collaboratively together with investments, with resources, with political support, with policy, and with the things that are necessary to ensure that women's right to choose and the health care of women in the city of San Francisco, in the Bay Area, and in the state of California will continue to be protected. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Kimberly Ellis to talk about this collaborative. Thank you, Madam Mayor. As one of the most prominent city leaders in the country, particularly as a black woman, your voice is critical to supporting women and pregnant people's right to access the full range of reproductive health care services. We are deeply grateful for your continued and unwavering support from day one. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Kimberly Ellis, and I am the proud director of the San Francisco Department on the Status of Women. My remarks today will be dedicated to those individuals who lost their lives to senseless gun violence in Monterey Park, in San Mateo County, and just a couple days ago in Oakland, and to their families. Whether we realize it or not, all of these issues are connected and intersectional. I am honored for the opportunity to be in community with you and to welcome all the reproductive justice leaders who have joined us today. We are here today for three reasons. Number one, to commemorate this past Sunday, which would have been the 50th anniversary of Roe v. Wade, by officially launching the San Francisco Bay Area Abortion Rights Coalition. This is the very first ever Bay Area regional collective of municipal and county governments and reproductive health and justice stakeholders who are committed to working together to reinforce and reimagine the local reproductive health care system in this new post-Roe era. Number two, we are here to visually demonstrate the collective commitment of this coalition. Take a look around the room, folks. Our squad represents the beautiful diversity that is California. It is both deep and broad, hailing from all nine of the surrounding Bay Area counties. And finally, we are here today because the fight for abortion rights and reproductive freedom and justice 
was never about abortion. The fight for abortion rights and reproductive freedom and justice has always been about power and control over women and girls' agency and bodily autonomy. We are here today to state loudly and unapologetically, we will not back down and we will never go back. And the launch of the Bark Coalition is just the beginning. We are in this fight together, and this time, we're playing for keeps. I would now like to welcome Gilda Gonzalez, who is the CEO of Planned Parenthood Northern California. Gilda. It's good to see a lot of friends here today. Thank you, Kimberly. And Planned Parenthood Northern California is proud to be here today and proud to be a coalition member. As we were heading into this last weekend, I had advised my team to take the time on Sunday to reflect and to get some rest because we needed to be clear-minded and strong as we advance the next phase of reproductive freedom while providing high-quality health care to all patients coming to us. Because the truth is, Roe was never enough. So we should not spend our time working just to restore it. Instead, we must be on a bolder path, aiming higher to achieve a true standard of reproductive freedom that ensures access to care that is equitable, affordable, and safe for all. Our reproductive freedom movement must also be pro-democracy, pro-civic engagement, pro-voter turnout. Because the overturning of Roe was a direct result of election outcomes. From school board to the President of the United States, every election matters to secure reproductive freedom. I believe our movement stands on the right side of history, and that is why I know we can do this. Together we are stronger. Together we can fight harder and longer. Together we win. Thank you again for including us in this coalition and in this announcement today. And I am honored to introduce Senator, new senators, Senator Wahab. Thank you, guys. So my name is Aisha Wahab, and I'm very proud to be here to stand uh, with our brave mayor, London Breed, our director, Kimberly Ellis, and so many of the other women that are here, as well as our allies in positions that really do make a difference, and all of you guys that are here today. This issue is about choice, but it also encompasses everyone's choice. It's about men, women, children, the LGBTQ community, trans men and women, and all of us sitting here together to understand what choice really means. I stand in front of you as a former foster child, 
And when we talk about that and we talk about the issues that really plague uh, our communities, we don't get at the root of it. We don't have paid family leave. We don't have safety nets. Some of us don't have health insurance. So we're standing here with activists and allies that provide health care, that receive health care. And at the same time, I want to make sure that it's not lost upon any of us when we talk about choice and freedom and democracy. You know, I'm also the first Afghan-American woman elected to the California State Legislature, and you see what's going on there. Thank you. Women's rights are being stripped away. And when we saw Roe v. Wade fall, that's just the first step in individuals trying to take other people's rights away. And when we talk about equity and inclusion, giving somebody more rights does not take anything away from you. So as we celebrate our diversity, as we come together, we also need to understand that every single election does matter. We in the city of Hayward, I was a former Hayward City Council member, we have a Planned Parenthood in our city. There's protests in front of that Planned Parenthood weekly. Why? In the heart of the Bay Area, we should not be seeing this. And we always like to say that these issues and these problems are somewhere else. They're in our backyard. And if we continue to allow them to speak more than us, to be in, at the table more than us, and these individuals destroying our rights, toppling our progress, we have a problem. And so the work isn't done. And I really want to thank the San Francisco leadership, the Department of um, Women and, and Children, and this, and Director Kimberly Ellis, just to take a stand on this in particular. No other city has done that, so I really want to thank uh, Mayor Breed and Director Ellis for your leadership. And I want to highlight the importance of us coming together and consistently raising our voices. And we are united together and stronger together, and I really appreciate being here. Thank you. So um, before we have San Francisco District Attorney Brooke Jenkins come up, I did want to share some of the distinguished guests we have with us. We have a lot, so I'm going to break it up. Um, I think it's really important to, um, to speak the name into the record of those who are here today, uh, because the fight for abortion rights, uh, despite the false narratives that have been woven into the fabric of this nation, are not a woman's issue. Abortion rights is everyone's issue. Um, and so it's important to demonstrate who was in the room. Um, in addition to our, our speakers that we have lined up, we also have Assemblywoman Rebecca Bauer-Cahan, California Commission on the Status of Women Chair and Planned Parenthood Marmonte Vice President of Public Affairs, Lauren Babb. California Commission on the Status of Women Executive Director, Holly Martinez. Access Reproductive Justice Executive Director, Jessica Pickney. NARAL Pro-Choice America, California State Director, Shannon Olivieri-Hovis. We also have San Francisco Supervisor Joel Ingondario, San Francisco City Attorney, and also the co-founder of Legal Alliance for Reproductive Rights, David Chu, the Office of San Francisco City Administrator, Carmen Chu, 
the office of Hillary Ronan, uh, San Francisco supervisor. We also have San Francisco supervisor Connie Chan. San Francisco Human Rights Commission Executive Director, Dr. Cheryl Davis. San Francisco Human Rights Commission Chair, Karen Clopton. San Francisco Status of Women Commissioner, Sophia Andari. Status of Women Commissioner, Ani Rivera. Zuckerberg, San Francisco General Hospital Women's Option Center Medical Director and UCSF Professor of Obstetrics and Gynecology and Reproductive Sciences, Dr. Eleanor Dre. That was a lot. <laughs> and we also have Marin County Health and Human Services Director, Benina McLaren. I'll let our DA come up and then I'll, I'll uh, start the list again. Madam DA. Thank you, Director Ellis, and thank you, Mayor Breed, for putting not only this coalition together, but bringing us together today to promote the awareness of it, uh, to promote the awareness of this issue. And I'm glad to be uh, a member of this coalition to do what I can to make sure that women and others have the right and the access uh, to this type of health care that they need. Um, what we know is that as much as we can try to protect the right, uh, we have people who are working, as we just heard, um, to intimidate women, right, from gaining access to the health care that we have made legal for them in California, that we have health care providers that are receiving threats, that are the target of violence. And we, as a city and as a state, have to do more to protect those who are trying to gain access to their rights as, as patients and those who are providing the care to them. And so, And so my pledge today, as a part of this coalition, is to make sure that as a San Francisco DA's office, we are doing what we need to, to, to let it be known loud and clear that any intimidation, any violence, anyone who tries to get in the way of those who are trying to access or provide these reproductive services will not be tolerated, that they will be held accountable because that is what we have to do. We can't just say it, we have to make sure that we allow people to, to gain this access without feeling that they will be attacked or the subjects of violence. And so that is my commitment um, to our city and to our state. And now I want to introduce my uh, fellow district attorney from Contra Costa County, Diana Becton. Thank you so much, District Attorney uh, Brooke Jenkins. And also thank you to our mayor for our, the vision as well as Director Ellis. Um, I'm Dinah Becton, the district attorney for Contra Costa County. After the Dobbs decision in June of last year, I took a pledge with 80 other prosecutors in the United States to protect a person's right to make their own reproductive choice. Today, I am here to state that the pledge that I took is part of a plan. It is an unwavering commitment to use our expertise to ensure that in the Bay Area and in California, that this is a safe place and an accessible place for those who are seeking or providing reproductive care. It is a plan to strengthen our healthcare system in the Bay Area 
It is a plan to help manage the arrival of those from other parts of our country seeking reproductive care. It's also a plan that details the patient capacity of Bay Area clinics and hospitals, and a plan to help those with expenses who travel to the Bay Area seeking reproductive care. Part of the reason why I took the pledge last year and why I'm here standing today is because reproductive rights are also economic rights. Reproductive rights are the rights of personal liberty. And reproductive rights are human rights. Every person seeking reproductive health care and every person providing that care should have safe access. Today, I am proud to stand with my colleagues at the Bay Area Abortion Rights Coalition as we lead the way in securing our liberties and seeking justice for everyone. We're stronger together, and I stand with the same stance as District Attorney Brooke to pledge that the District Attorney's Office will stand alongside all of our other partners to protect those rights. And now it is my pleasure to introduce Dr. Grant Colfax, Director of the San Francisco Public Health Department. Well, good afternoon. It's a pleasure to be here, and I want to thank Mayor Breed for her leadership and the leadership and vision of Director Ellis and look forward to continued partnership with you as we work together. Thanks to our proactive work in, and in anticipation of the unfortunate Supreme Court ruling, the Bay Area is positioned as a regional collective leader in ensuring reproductive health care. And I'm so appreciative to the local and regional leaders who are making this commitment. This is so important. In San Francisco, we recognize that abortion care and safe abortion services as a human right and essential to healthy living. Whether or not you live in California, regardless of immigration status, there are options to access this vital health care service. Restrictions on abortion care heighten gaps and health disparities that have always existed. Yet the San Francisco Department of Public Health, under Mayor Breed, continues to be a leader in serving people seeking abortion care and working to ensure access to safe, safe and timely abortion for San Franciscans as well as others seeking care. Our women's options clinic at Zuckerberg San Francisco General Hospital, led by medical director Dr. Dry, in conjunction with one of our other key leaders in the health department, Dr. Hallie Hammer, our director of ambulatory care, has long been a leader in ensuring access to abortion for pregnant people in the Bay Area and nationally. The department remains committed to providing low-cost, low-barrier abortion and other reproductive health services to all who rely on us for health care. Dr. Dry and her colleagues have stepped into the gap 
in recent months to ensure safe and affordable abortion care is accessible to all. In San Francisco, support is always available for people who need help, even covering costs, including people for people traveling from out of state and people with limited or no insurance. California offers Medi-Cal coverage for abortion rights through its presumptive eligibility for pregnant women program. Abortion providers may also offer free or discounted services or payment plans and connect people to financial assistance, including things that we know are such barriers to health care and abortion care, lodging, meals, child care, transportation, and more. So this is not only about our health care delivery system, this is making sure that we support people, wrap around services so that they get the services they need. What we know is that reproductive freedom is essential at the local level, which is why I'm proud to be here today and reinforce our commitment with the Bay Area's Abortion Rights Coalition for critical abortion care access to maintain resilient reproductive health care delivery in spite of an uncertain future. I, on the behalf of the department, am committed to partnering with our Bay Area neighbors to ensure access to abortion care and comprehensive repro reproductive health care for all. Thank you. And now I will invite Director Ellis back to the podium. Thank you, Dr. Colfax. In closing, I want to um, continue to share who's with us today. We have San Francisco City Assessor and Recorder Joaquin Torres, who's here with us. <laughs> Director of Communication for the California Commission on Status of Women and Girls, Darcy Totten, is here with us as well. We also have representatives from United States Senator Dianne Feinstein's office here today. Representatives from uh, Congresswoman Barbara Lee's office are here. California Legislative Women's Caucus Chair, State Senator Nancy Skinner has representatives here as well. As well as San Francisco Supervisor Shimon Walton. And Alameda County Supervisor Lena Tam has representatives as well, so thank you all. I also want to give a shout out, you know, Teamwork really does make the dream work. And none of this would have been possible without the staff of the Department on the Status of Women. I'm going to give a special shout out to them. Special shout out especially to Alex Boscovich, who is the strategic um, director for this particular project. Uh, Alex, thank you so much for all of your work that went into getting everyone here today. I want to thank all of the speakers. I want to thank our incredible, always there, always on the right side of justice and equity and fairness and women, Madam London, Nicole Breed. Um, your unwavering commitment to ensuring that the least among us and those who, um, who don't have seats at the table, whose voices are not represented, are brought into the room one way or another. And so we want to thank you on behalf of everything you do every single day on behalf of this city. As you can see, reproductive freedom starts at the local level. The groundwork of the BARC initiative lays the foundation for critical abortion care access today and a resilient reproductive health care delivery system for tomorrow. 
We are inspired and fired up that each of you has prioritized the success of regional systems coordination efforts in order to protect the health and safety of patients and their families in this post-Roe era. Onward together towards our radical reproductive justice and freedom. And now I would like to ask all of our guests to remain in their seats until after the speaker photo. I would like to invite Mayor Breed and all of our speakers to remain at the podium for a photo. Um, staff will soon direct you with how you can line up for our first BARC group photo. Again, thank you all so much for being here today. Onward. <laughs> 